your ass out here and bring whatever you got with you. Possibly get back in the shit. Those stories are more lies. Would you drink or would you smoke? I think the shit's about to hit the fan. It's cool, I like it. Watch the dead rise from the grave. What kind of music you like? I turn my masters into slaves. Okay. Father of God, long dead warriors rise for you. We greet the birds. Welcome. It's uh, another episode of Silver Motion Podcast. And uh, my name is Will. My name is Steven. And together we are the Silver Motion Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Our powers combined. Yes, yes. We blither about movies and other random things that pop into our heads. If only we could uh, figure out how to combine into some sort of robot. (laughs) That would be more fun. Yes, that, that would be cool. We, I guess we have to have our own robots, and then we could combine into one large right. robot. Uh, always got to combine the robots. Right, right. Because, yeah, what's good's a robot if you can't combine it with another robot? Right. I mean, <laughs> who wants that? <laughs> but today, there are no robots in today's movie. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the 1982 film called First Blood, starring... Stallone and uh, directed by Ted Kotcheff. Yeah. Um, has he done any other stuff outside of? He has. Series. He so has. I've not really heard of him. But He's done a lot of movies. But I also don't pay attention to directors. So yeah. Well, which has been a failing of mine over the years. Yeah, it's a thing that uh, I I feel like more people should do. Um. It's uh it's a good barometer of movies sometimes. I mean some some directors are styleless or whatever, studio directors and so it doesn't really matter, but a lot of times screenwriters or directors or all these other people that are producers even have a, you know, a, mm-hmm. a style that they put on a movie and you can kind of gauge right. what you want to see. But Ted Kotcheff, uh the he directed a lot of movies. I don't I'm not going to be able to like run down a filmography, right. but there's two movies that I know that he directed that are like big or whatever. There's a movie um, from the early '70s called Wake in Fright that's mm. very popular with uh, film fans that I've never seen, mm. and um, the other movie is from later in his career, and it's a movie called Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, hey. <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> yes, that's why I slowly led up to it. <laughs> wow, that 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 gives a whole new light to uh <laughs> Yeah, f- 
from the director of First Blood comes Weekend at Bernie's. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, and and it's uh, First Blood is a it's it's a movie that Ted Kotcheff really uh, got going. Like he he was a, a creative force behind getting the movie made and mm. all of that. I don't know if did you watch anything of the extras on the um just the, like the deleted scenes okay because it looked like the uh, commentary stuff was going to be watching the whole movie again and I was like I, I yeah. don't got that kind of time right well there's a little there was like a little I don't know twenty minute thing where it yeah. uh, interviewed people and uh, I watched that and I I had watched it before so it was more like refreshing like oh yeah I, I remember hearing that story before anyway. Mm-hmm. This was one of those development hell movies mm. <laughs> that had been kicking around um, Hollywood for probably about 10 years. Wow. Um, it's based on a book. I don't remember if it says that in the in the credits, but it's based on a book no. called First Blood. And uh, it was immediately optioned in 72 when it came out. And then various studios tried to make it, tried to write a script. It went through like 20-something scripts, all these different versions and all these different things. And eventually, in the mid-'70s, Ted Kotcheff was developing it, worked about, I don't know, three or four months on it. And then the studio decided, fuck it, we're not making this movie. And then, so eventually, many years later, in the early 80s, he got another chance to work on the same project first blood um from the new producers which are the the guys who run carol co the producers of terminator and Mm. stuff like that anyway they got their hands on this movie i can't remember their names it's like mario kassar and something vagina andrew vagina i don't know anyway they're very big uh, producers so then they got it going got a script and uh, got stallone on board and he was really into it and uh and they got it made all right and uh movie history was was made the benefit of the world yes first blood was made first blood was made and i'm glad personally that it took that long to make it because if it wasn't made at the time it was made it would have it wouldn't have Stallone in it. It would be somebody else, and yeah. I don't know that uh, Rambo would be the cultural icon that he is now. Yeah, I mean, who or that knows, he was in the eighties. <laughs> who knows what differences would have been had it yeah. come out in the seventies? Yeah, God only knows. Um, even even if it, if Ted Kotcheff has made it in the mid seventies, I just like I don't know who they would get to be. Yeah, I just I I have a hard time thinking about anybody else but Stallone as Rambo. Yeah, I don't know who you'd get. Man. It's just, yeah, like, he's Rambo. Like, there's no, like, he... Like, who else could be Rambo? I can't even imagine it, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess, they didn't they do, like, a modern remake kind of thing, or a sequ- or is that a sequel? They There's a, a sequel, Rambo 4, that is just titled Rambo. Right. Um, and that's Stallone, and it's just another sequel. 
okay. um, many years later. They're trying to make part five now, which I don't think they should make personally. But uh, yeah, at some point, you just got to let it end on a good note. Yeah. And for me personally, I think that the fourth movie ends the Rambo story on like the perfect note. It's mm. it's exactly as it should be. But, um, you know, Stallone wants to make another movie, I guess. So we'll see. (laughs) I trust him. I mean, he's he's the guy who who put together that last movie, and it was fucking awesome. (laughs) So who knows? Maybe he's got something else good up his sleeves. Yeah, uh, because he gets a lot of... a lot of crap for being like oh he's a shitty actor or whatever he's fucking monosyllabic and shit but uh he's actually a very accomplished writer and director and uh actor and you know i don't know i don't don't get a shitty acting vibe from him he's no he's fucking awesome yeah i don't know he's in action movies i guess yeah yeah Oh, he's in a Primarily, cheesy, yeah. He's in a cheesy action movie. That means he's a shitty actor. I right? Know. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like that's. Yeah, they they put that on Arnold as well. Right. And I always contest that Arnold is an excellent actor, but I feel like mostly I'm alone on that. <laughs> that one's. I, I feel like that one's a little bit harder to get people to buy into. Yeah, he's. He's got the accent people got to get around to. Yeah, well, I don't know. The accent adds to the charm. I don't see yeah, the. I don't see why that that was the problem, but anyway, I guess it was for people. Yeah, well. that's what I've heard people say. So, uh, I don't can't get through that accent, and they just don't like it. I'm like, what? It's, it's Arnold, man. What do you? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That does not compute. <laughs> <laughs> like. I ran it through the processes, and it's it like just, the brain just spit it out. It's like, like fucking, I don't know, man. This is like bad. Bad, <laughs> bad code. Yeah. does not. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't really. You know, a guy told me that. I'm like, I, I was just kind of mind blown. Moment, like, what do you mean you you don't like the accent? I don't right. get that. That that's like the whole. Uh, yeah. yeah. Arnold, he's fun. If he just sounded like everybody else, who gives a shit? Yeah. It's just it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. First blood Rambo. You went your whole life, you never so, saw a Rambo somehow, movie. Somehow I I kinda have a feeling because this was eighty two. Yeah. And I was just a bit too young. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it wasn't one that was lying around the house on a VHS. So yeah, you know, unlike I mean, Star Wars, of course, I saw multiple times as a kid because who didn't? But right, but those you know those are older than this, so somehow yeah, somehow Rambo didn't get in there. <laughs> I was thinking most of my old like weird uh, '80s movies are like from a bit later like predator or yeah aliens those are yeah those are 86 87 yeah i'm remembering like i've seen as as a kid i saw terminator 2 a bunch but that's I only later saw terminator though. like once or twice oh, okay like, so it's 
Yeah, Terminator One's '84, so yeah, maybe yeah, those just, just those early I think '80s. Those years. early '80s ones just huh. kind of uh, didn't quite make it to me. Somehow, well, there's a lot of good shit in there. Yeah, gotta <laughs> <clears throat> even even the later ones like uh, Rambo Two is '85. That didn't uh, yeah, didn't infiltrate. Not. No, yeah. I vaguely remember Platoon. That's '87, uh, also I think yeah. maybe '86, yeah. but. I know I had that as a kid and saw that, and I keep meaning to rewatch that one because it's yeah. been like I don't know thirty years since I've seen right, it. Like right. it's been a long time. So yeah, that's a good one. There's a lot of uh, when I first watched that, it was probably mid late '80s whenever it came out on video, and there's a bunch of people in that that I didn't know were in it because I didn't know them was a when i was a kid and it's right. like you watch it now and you're like, holy shit huh. this is stacked <laughs> this cast is stacked yeah so rambo so <laughs> i can't believe it you never saw one yeah, so i i just uh every you'd mentioned it a few times and every time you mentioned it it kind of blew my mind and i thought like we got to watch it right now and <laughs> and then i forgot like every time and then eventually right i finally remembered and it's who hasn't like, seen rambo right it's, like, it's just me it's just kind of <laughs> and a given. nobody else right. from the 80s well, i'm sure there's a lot of people out there you know but uh none i mean everybody that i know had seen rambo as uh, small children so yeah <laughs> <laughs> It is a weird one that I don't know why I never wound yeah. up seeing. But uh, well, it led to this moment where yeah. now you have seen the movie. I, I now have seen Rambo. You've gone long enough. And I have gone long enough. You've seen and regular the first Rambo. You've drawn first blood. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and now, huh? yeah, it's it's good. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I never saw it before, and I'm thinking, what I, I should have seen this before. Why didn't yeah. I see this before? Yeah, you were never compelled to watch it. No, I mean, I think that there's just something because I've never really been one to just go, "Oh, this is a really great movie." According to everybody, I need to see this. Or, like, yeah, I've, I've never really jumped on hype trains like that too much. Right, and so I don't know. Maybe in a way, it was overhyped to the point that I was just like, eh, I don't really care. I could understand that. Rambo was was fucking all over the place during <laughs> the 80s. And so if it was a thing like that and you're naturally uh, attuned to more under-the-radar stuff. Yeah, it just seemed like, eh, I know what it is. It's Stallone going around shooting people up. Right. Whatever. Like, what else do I need to know? It's a it's an '80s action movie. So now, having seen it, do you feel like there is more to it than that? Um, yeah, I was actually very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I I had no idea what this movie was going to be about because this was like, whoa. Yeah, and I purposefully didn't tell you anything really about it, other than like, hey, it's the first Rambo movie, <laughs> and then I figured that general knowledge of Rambo is. Stallone shooting people and going crazy and ape shit, and so I thought like, okay, that'll be in his brain, <laughs> and then he's gonna watch First Blood, and it's not like that really. It's I a mean, different it's, sort of thing. It's there. Well, it's to there, a degree, but it, it's not right. But it's not. It's not like the whole movie or anything like yeah, that. There's, there's a lot more going on than that. Yeah, I was, I was kind of 
expecting this more to be the typical 80s jungle movie of fighting some Colombian drug lord and yeah <laughs> yeah more well, of a commando kind of a the sequels <laughs> <laughs> the sequels will fulfill that uh that dream <laughs> well, I don't know if it was a dream more of just an expectation but well the sequels are are good <laughs> I think they're good um, I like all of them, but uh, yeah. I, I feel like um, you'll be glad to have seen the sequels after you see them. Oh, I'm I'm sure. There's more to them than just, I mean, <laughs> some of them, there isn't much more to them than just exploding shit and stuff, but there is an inherent charm in just exploding <laughs> shit. There is. There is that. <laughs> Especially I mean, if you like Stallone. Yeah. But uh, you're you're like uh, pretty new to Stallone in general, right? Yeah, he was never a big part of uh, my childhood, at, really at all. So yeah, I've, so I've never seen any of the Rocky movies. See, that's just that's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, wow. My only real Stallone knowledge from youth, because uh, I don't even think I was a child when this movie came out, was Demolition Man. Oh yeah, that's later. Yeah, you're I, probably a teenager. I, or yeah, something. I remember watching that probably when it did come out. Yeah. Or, when it first hit video or something yeah uh, i think that's like 93 94 or something like yeah. that yeah i remember people talking it down and being like well, this is fun what are... i fucking love that movie <laughs> you know people were like yeah. oh this is really dumb i'm like it was fun what do you mean <laughs> yeah no that movie's dope that movie was uh originally developed as a a vehicle for uh stallone and jackie chan and yeah, jackie oh. chan was going to play the, the wesley snipes character but uh he didn't want to be a villain because he's basically not a villain in almost every one of his movies, mm. especially up to that point. He was only the good guy. And so he was just like, I don't really want to do this. And so then they tried to like rework it, but uh, they ended up interesting not uh, going with, with Jackie. Because him and Stallone and Jackie are like friends for many mm. years. And that's like way, well before Jackie's uh, ascension to U.S. stardom with um like the, the release of rumble in the bronx and rush hour and all that stuff in the later 90s but mm. so he he was trying to give jackie a, a part but it just didn't work out yeah and yeah. I, don't, I don't know it's i mean good as it is i think I yeah don't know. i mean it's not like i i would miss wesley snipes if he wasn't in it <laughs> yeah i think that that's the right move. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm trying to picture Jackie as this psychotic, evil lunatic. Right. It, yeah, it doesn't know, really it play. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm sure the character was retooled a bit. Right. But I just don't. I don't know. I don't see it. Yeah, it may have actually been a good choice. As yeah. As much as I kind of think Jackie would make any movie more entertaining. Yeah. Him and Arnold. Yeah. It's a recipe for success. Yeah. Get, get them both in a movie. <laughs> they are both in a movie coming out Ooh. soon. It's a uh, it's a Russian movie, I believe. It's oh, I, well, that's interesting. I believe it's Russian. There's a, um, it's a sequel. There's a, It's like a fantasy movie where... Um, I don't know how to say it, but it's V-I-Y... So like V or something <laughs> like that. And the first one is about this guy that's kind of like a 
a demon hunter or whatever. And so then the second movie is the demon hunter like goes to Asia mm-hmm. and then it's called like journey to the West or some, I don't think it's based on journey to the West, but, but, uh, while he's in Asia, he meets Jackie Chan and Arnold is somewhere in there as well. Huh. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah. I thought that'll be worth seeing just for the interesting appearances. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen the first one, but I, I, I recently got a hold of it, so okay. I'm I'm excited to watch it. It looks cool. I watched the trailer. It looks pretty cool. All right, cool. That's always good to find a modern movie that isn't shit. So. Right? Yeah. No, it looks pretty cool. I don't know. And the se- sequel has Jackie and and uh, Arnold. I was about to say Stallone because I'm like in Rambo mode, but, but uh, why not add him too? Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to get Jackie into the Expendables, but. But Jackie's uh, Jackie's beef is that he doesn't want to be part of a team. He wants to be the oh, star. He's got to be his own. And so then he he wanted to to do a Expendables with Stallone, where it's just him and Stallone. And he and Stallone's like, that's not Expendables though, man. <laughs> we, like, so then they they were gonna make another movie. They they wrote some script for him and Jackie. They were gonna make it, and then Jackie had to bail because of some fucking reason. And so now it's gonna mm. be Stallone and somebody else. They just—they've been they, trying to make a movie together for years, but they just, just can't just get can't it going. Work. Can't get it. Going. Can't get it going. Yeah. I feel like uh, if they ever do get it going, it's going to be so awesome that it's going to like rip the fabric of space time. <laughs> or, or it'll happen when they're both like in their nineties and both can 90s. barely move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just won't have any of the a fucking nursing home movie. <laughs> oh man, that's probably more. Yeah. That's probably going to be what's going to happen. I mean, they're yeah. both getting up there. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of uh, Red. With, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Bruce Willis. Yeah, is Bruce in there. Willis and uh, Morgan Freeman. He was in there. Yeah. Yeah. It was like they were like old retired spies. Oh, okay. So they were coming out of retirement for whatever you saw that shindig. yeah i saw both of them they're oh, okay good. they're all right yeah i enjoyed them they have a good sense of humor about them and yeah okay well and some fun maybe i'll watch making em. stuff go boom so it's always fun yeah <laughs> i mean not masterpieces <laughs> but i enjoyed them they yeah fun yeah all right i like old people in movies <laughs> <laughs> All right, so your first experience with Rambo with Stallone, kind of. Here we are. It's not what you expect. Right. It was a bit strange. So um, I don't really know uh, how to approach this. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I guess I'll just start off with uh, the beginning. He's getting harassed by the cops and shit yeah yeah he just he's he's just wants to get something to eat yeah that's and all he wants he winds up in this big ass showdown with the cops on the mountain and at first i thought oh it's just gonna be this thing he's gonna beat them up then his like boss is gonna show up and be like all right we need you for a real assignment stop beating uh, up these uh, pussies yeah. <laughs> 
And then it, I thought it was just like, you know, the introduction of the hero as a badass. Oh, okay. Who's, who's going to be, you know, just to define the character right. moment and then yeah, put yeah. him into the real situation. And they do that a lot in modern movies where right. they have like a whole intro thing that's its own thing. And I was yeah. kind of thinking that was where they were going. Right, okay. And then it just kept going and going. I'm like, okay, is this going to be the whole movie is him versus the yeah. cops? And then it it kind of stops when they... But then it keeps going. Like, it's... It, well, yeah, there's that part in the middle where then they start bringing in the state police. Right, and, it just and, expands yeah. from there. So, in a sense, it is kind of that way, but it's... And his boss does show up and <laughs> right. like, it kind of, like... It's weird. It feels like it's subverting that formula, even though I'm not sure if that formula was really even around at the time. Um, the formula of just like having a a little setup thing and then going off for the real mission. Yeah, you know, that's having definitely your boss coming in like yeah. kind of. Uh, well, like the James Bond. Yeah, kind of, I was kind of like kind of like a James Bond thing where it was like, oh, we have the whole like. Yeah. Here's your shit. Here's your mission. Right. But but the the idea of having the, the isolated intro before right. the main mission that generally doesn't tie into the main mission, that's totally a James Bond thing. Mm-hmm. And they've started changing it up now where, like, the intro is part of the main mission or whatever. And some of the old ones mm-hmm. do that, too. But, but uh, even as early as, like, the 60s ones, there's totally isolated little openings Mm. that just sort of kick it off and then he goes back to the office and and uh receives his gadgets or whatever the fuck or like part of the ending of the of the of the intro he'll like i don't know they're so fucking crazy a lot of the times where he's like sliding down a fucking mountain on a (laughs) you know on a ski or whatever one ski or some fucking shit <laughs> and then he like goes into the lodge and the oh there's his his uh his boss and he's like okay like go on your mission or whatever the fuck i don't know right um i'm thinking of uh mission impossible right there yeah which like, is here's your instructions yeah. yeah here they're gonna blow up and whatever right 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 <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I kind of expected a scene like that where, he, where he, this would be like him on assignment doing something. Yeah, and it's totally not. It's just right. Well, when he I meant- just wants a freaking sandwich or something. Right, right. No, this is <laughs> that, like, that's a, like the whole movie is he wanted a, a, to eat. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean that's it, that's why I think this movie is popular because it is it's an action movie, but it's also especially at the time that it came out, like the idea of Vietnam vets coming home and getting poor treatment. Like right. that was a very real thing that was happening like at that time still like the, the U S government didn't take care of Vietnam vets for many years. Like right. they're still dealing with fucking agent orange lawsuits and shit now. Mm. <laughs> like literally I, I just looked it up just to sort of try to get some dates, but it was hard to get dates. But what I did find was like, they just started cleaning up certain air bases in Vietnam, like two or three years ago. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Like it, they're still doing like, <laughs> it's this ongoing slowly s- process where, where, they are trying to you know not deal with it 
but specifically with the, with the the Vietnam experience because there was all the war protests and stuff and and there was there were people like when when the planes would come people would protest this actual soldiers like coming off the plane and spit on them and call them baby killers and shit and so like as a as a soldier you I mean you're a young kid yeah you know you, you didn't probably didn't even volunteer you're probably drafted right probably drafted and then like you gotta do your job you're trying to stay alive what the fuck are you gonna do you yeah. know and so you're fucked up and then you come home and your whole society is like Pissed against at what you, you were forced yeah. to do anyway it's right like, yeah so it's fucked up and i feel like the the more modern thing where people are against the war but then there's also this big movement like no support the troops support the troops i feel like it's a backlash i mean it probably is not just my yeah, feeling I but i think that was uh yeah it's some sort of like distinction like we have to show yeah, that we support them but not necessarily the war you know right that, the learning experience of yeah that, especially now where the soldiers are all like a volunteer army at this right. point yeah we well now draft yeah. going on at the moment anyway right yeah i i mean i don't know we'd have to see some serious shit before a draft came down I right think. especially but, uh, after a uh, vietnam that's still so ingrained yeah i mean i was it's worried like, when like, the fucking iraq thing started because i was like <laughs> prime age right and oh fuck here we go and and i was registered you know you got to right turn a certain age you got to get your selective service card and all that stuff i was like sweating bullets like yo fuck you just started a war so so in addition to being action it it also has this this uh very um touching sort of portrayal of the the vietnam vet and uh hitting on like their actual experiences yeah, and it kind of juggles the two without seeming, like, hokey or something weird like it. Right. Yeah, and it never really goes, like, super over-the-top action movie. It's always, like... I mean, it does, I guess, but... <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it's not like... Not like Commando or Arnold's throwing saw blades into people's chests no, and stuff. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not fun in that way. But it is fun. I mean, like... Yeah, I mean, it's... It's cool. <laughs> but it's also like this very um sad situation right and it's it it's ridiculous but at the same time it doesn't feel like wrong in that like it doesn't feel like it's misrepresenting things or something no it's very natural yeah and like when it because it kind of starts off like obviously this guy's getting harassed for no good fucking reason right and then it just kind of explodes and escalates into crazy situations and stuff. Yeah. And then at the end, it kind of comes back to the whole thing of his experience. And it just, that's very sudden, just bam. I mean, there's little flashbacks that go through. Right. And you know this guy's been through some shit. Right. But then at the end, when he finally meets his old boss face to face and there's just this massive breakdown but it doesn't feel out of place it doesn't feel like you got gypped out of a big action finale or, no no totally or that it not. just suddenly turned into something cheesy or no he is like if anything all of the stuff that he says at the end is basically all of 
it's all unsaid the whole movie and then like like a lot of vets or anybody dealing with that that kind of post-traumatic stress disorder like that's a thing that the u.s government didn't even acknowledge that that was a an actual condition for many years and then they didn't like pay for the medical services for years after that and all kinds of shit like they're trying to (laughs) yeah get out of it but uh like he's holding it all inside (laughs) this whole fucking movie what's up tom (laughs) he uh he had that interjection for yeah you like rambo cheer him on (laughs) protesting the government's mistreatment of veterans but anyway it's like a thing where where i feel like he's he's feeling all this obviously the whole time and he's reacting in the moment but then given that moment with somebody who actually does understand his situation he just fucking breaks down because it's too much to just keep it all in at that point like he can hold it in with you know some random person but like i don't know it's it's, uh it's good shit i I fucking love this movie yeah just it flowed really naturally out of that yeah it seemed right 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 yeah they well you saw you said you saw the uh the extra scenes where the uh yeah the deleted scenes where they kind of played around with what a different ending route perhaps yeah well the the book ends with rambo dying Mm. so they attempted to bring you know to film that and then um from the interviews it was apparently stallone who was like we can't do this to the vets like vets are gonna watch this movie vietnam vets are gonna watch this movie they just came home a few years ago this isn't that far removed from the actual events mm. and like they're going to watch this movie this guy's being persecuted and at the end he's going to die and it's like this is what's <laughs> this is what's there for you you know just fucking die yeah. like there's nothing there's no redemption there's yeah, nothing so, uh, so he was just like we have to give it a more hopeful ending <laughs> right for- and so then when they did the the test screenings i think they screened both and like the people who saw the one where he died were fucking pissed (laughs) and they're like okay you know stallone's uh instinct is correct yeah because at this point i mean he had already made multiple rockies and like he wrote the first rocky movie and i think he wrote all of them actually um he directed some of them and so like he wasn't just an actor saying oh we should do this you know he's Mm -hmm. somebody to respect not that actors are not worth respecting but right but uh the other thing with the cops that i like is that especially you see it especially in the uh the first after rambo gets out of the the police station he escapes and then he they have the motorcycle chase Hmm. and now he's in the forest and he's running and they're running after him and trying to chase him and like it cuts between him and it cuts between them and then like every time you see him it's silent there's usually score 
So it's like music and Rambo, and it's very, like, uh, cohesively, like, everything's together, like, moving forward, and there's mm-hmm. not a lot of, like, dissonance. Whereas then when they cut back to the the cops, Brian Dennehy and all the cops and stuff, and they're, like, this fucking talking and, like, tripping over shit <laughs> and just, like, and there's usually not scoring over those scenes so it's just Mm. their fucking chaos in the in the wilderness Mm. and so i find that juxtaposition to be very nice and uh yeah (laughs) did you notice that no no i mean obviously i noticed they were bumbling idiots right 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 he's badass but yeah i didn't notice the scoring on that yeah it's it's cool i mean obviously i've seen this a a gazillion times so (laughs) You're picking up on all the so like yeah like techniques. I don't have to fucking. I'm not paying attention in the same necessarily right, in the same way. You're peeling back the layers to see how. It's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was something else about that too that I don't remember offhand. I don't know. It'll come to me. Oh, that's what it was. The. Uh, Rambo's never been to this place. This is a new place. He's traveling around. He is in the area because he was trying to visit his friend right. from from Vietnam. And so now he's in this wilderness that he knows nothing about. But yet he's totally at one with it. He right. slips in. He's, you know, building traps. He's like, he's fucking at one with his environment and then the cops who live in the town mm-hmm. so like they live on the edge of that forest right they mm-hmm. go into the forest and it's like fish out of water and like they they're just they're not at one with anything and so i i see it as like uh like they're f- fooling themselves or or they're they're the 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 bringers of peace you know they're fucking lawmen and so Mm -hmm. they're supposed to be the authority figures who know things but at the same time they don't know shit (laughs) like they're they're all about like keeping the front up of of uh you know pretending that they're these manly men who are protecting (laughs) this this uh idyllic city from the the evils of outsiders <laughs> right <laughs> when uh rambo's the one at peace i don't know i'm not i this is like the kind of thing that i would write down on a note and then <laughs> like shape <laughs> in a review but right. i don't know how to like do that uh in real time <laughs> right no i, I kind of <laughs> i get what you're saying it's uh not sure I'll do any better shaping it on the spot than you did, but well, yeah, yeah. no pressure. I just, I don't know. I, yeah. I I like to present realized ideas and not yeah yeah <laughs> flailing, but yeah. ragged uh, glory, baby. Yeah, we're we're just <laughs> pumping it out there raw. Yeah, but yeah. So I was I was surprised at how much depth there is to the movie and what it's there's a lot doing. yeah <clears throat> and yeah, 
of surprised it was going up against police officers. Like, what? yeah, like, whoa, <laughs> didn't see that coming. Right, right. <coughs> well, I mean, in the, in the the whole thing starts because Brian Dennehy, the main the main cop, who mm-hmm. is a great actor in many things, um, right. comes up in all kinds of shit. I don't know. He's in can't think of anything of course offhand <laughs> but, but he was in rambo <laughs> he was in rambo yes he was he's in a bunch of movies like throughout my my childhood that i was just like man this guy's fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> he was one of those character actors that i just loved as a kid um but anyway the whole the whole thing is comes out of his perception of rambo his immediate first impression of him is this guy is a dirty drifter get him the fuck out of my town like there's nothing good about this guy and and he sees he even says it to him like you have the 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 flag on you know like you're wearing the the fatigues like you know but you look like that like you're disgracing the Mm -hmm. you know the country or whatever like not knowing anything about rambo right just totally taking this this uh sort of like like i don't know <laughs> again flailing but <laughs> just taking this uh this one look at him and, and deciding like that he's a shitty person that doesn't deserve to be around right and that just causes like this whole thing because rambo being a fucking rambo and full of pride and and all of the experiences that he's had he's not gonna take that shit right <laughs> he's gonna fucking you know he says don't push i'll push back you know Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fucking Rambo. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those movies where it kind of it speaks for itself. Yeah, and, and it has it has a lot to say. That's I think why people don't like the sequels <laughs> <laughs> because this is its own thing. Yeah, and yeah. then the sequels are like kind of in their own realm um like when we were talking about Locke, and Mm, i mentioned like oh it's kind of like rambo i was specifically mentioning in my head i was thinking about the sequels Mm. because this movie not so much but you get the idea of it with uh colonel troutman he comes in and he's like trying to talk to rambo and he's in the other movies, basically, in mm. that situation where it's like, we got a job for you, Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, he has, to, he has to take it. He doesn't have to take it, but they make him an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's kind of where I was expecting this movie to, to go. Yeah. Like, it was going to be one of those hey we need you to come out of retirement you're the only guy bad enough for the job yeah <laughs> and didn't quite go there but, but yeah but i mean i can still kind of see it in uh how it has that similarity to Locke, where guy's been through some shit and just doesn't want to go through this shit anymore right and yeah and that does run through the whole series like the and it's sad because I always feel conflicted, especially towards 
I mean, I guess in all of them, but in the in the last movie, you feel I guess I don't know in the beginning of the third movie even. Anyway, you feel like he finds peace at at points in his life, and then that peace is shattered by like, mm-hmm. oh, I gotta go back into war. But especially in the last movie, it's just like, oh man, you. I feel so sad for him as a character, mm-hmm. and that that I think is why. I would prefer it if they didn't make another one because I don't want to like I, I I like the way that it ended and I don't want to think of him like oh fuck he had to go back to war fuck <laughs> I know uh, they were the last one they were talking about they was gonna like go fight uh, fucking Taliban or some shit you know some topical yeah. thing and then I don't I don't remember what the newest script is that yeah. they're supposed to make pretty soon but i don't remember anyway uh yeah he's seen a lot of shit <laughs> yeah so i i could see this as the uh prequel to somebody who just doesn't want to go back to the yeah. to the mission that only he can accomplish and right just be like oh, i've done enough of this shit i just want to hang out and not have shit happen right but then, I mean, having gone through that experience, it's like like Vietnam vets dealing with this currently and throughout their whole lives. Like have any any vets actually, Desert Storm, whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. um, any kind of combat veteran. I mean, if you go through shit like that, where you're literally like life or death, and you have to react and and live in that stressful environment and then to come back and uh live regular life i mean it's just just fucks you up it's rough and like people don't understand it like you know there's a movie called the hurt locker that was pretty new Mm, i've heard of it i don't know 2008 something like that and i'm not super into it i don't i'm not i don't think it's like super great but I always think about this one scene towards the end where where the one, the main guy, at, we see, like, all this fucking war shit, and he's, like, a bomb disposal guy, and all mm. these, like, super tense scenes where he has to dispose of these bombs, and, like, people are dying all around him, and then at the end, it's, like, him in a fucking supermarket, like, buying cereal, <laughs> and he's just, like, 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 he can't fucking deal with it, and I always think of that. I don't know. It's like something has stayed with me since I saw that movie. And uh, Rambo seems like he could fit in, but he just the 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 people just won't let him. More like yeah, like against him. And I guess that's more of a Vietnam era thing where people just uh, because like they in previous wars there were parades and shit like the troops are back yay right <laughs> and in vietnam they didn't have that shit no it was just like the fuck out of here yeah it's, so it's just psychologically that's fucked up yeah <sighs> fucking rambo oh <laughs> that was another thing i found the name rambo hmm. it's a good name yeah Nice and punchy. Yeah, it's it's fucking solid. Rambo, you know, John Rambo. I mean, that's a that's a name. Yeah. The author who wrote the book got the name 
from uh, his wife had brought home a bundle of apples. The apples were Rambo apples. Huh. <laughs> Apparently, it's it's a kind of apple, a Rambo apple. Interesting. I'd never heard of it, but uh, I looked it up, and it's it is a thing. There's Rambos, and there's summer Rambos. <laughs> <laughs> so does one go off and and brutally kill <laughs> bad guys, and the other one just wants to <laughs> stay at, at home, home and yeah, stay peaceful, <laughs> sit on the porch. I don't know, but uh, I thought I was like, it's a fucking. How do how how does a how does an apple get na- named Rambo? Like I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. See, now I want to try a Rambo apple. Me too. So yeah, I want to be all about the Rambo apples, but I've never seen one in the store. Yeah, you'd think they'd sell really well. You'd think I mean, Rambo apples. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> maybe maybe in the eighties they were. You know, they they saw a resurgence, but now it's not as a big thing, so. Yeah. Well, someday we'll find yeah. Rambo apples and and find out maybe they taste like shit. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. It might be one of those mushy apples that I don't like, which is going to be sad. But I feel like if if the Rambo apple reflects the Rambo character that I love, I feel like it should be very hearty. And a uh, crisp apple that's always ready for eating. You know, it's not like yeah. it's not mushy. It's not gonna, you know, it, this is an apple that's gonna stand up to pressure. Right. You know, you push the apple, he's You'll gonna push, push back. back. Yeah. He's not gonna give in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I really want to. I wonder if you, can you order apples online? I don't know. Order a Rambo apple online. Probably can, I would think. But. I know there, there's a company called Harry and David that sells pears and stuff, and, hmm. and like you can send them to people. They're uh, they're based out of Oregon, so maybe maybe they got some Rambo apples. Hmm. Washington's just right here, so they got they got apples, so maybe they got Rambos. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it did kind of actually was something that surprised me. I mean, it's like right around Portland, so it's yeah, it's just in a little suburb of Portland, I guess. Or I always right thought of it as a Washington thing, but I'm not. They did. He did say he was going to Portland. Yeah, that like he drops him off on the other side of town and says, "There's Portland right there." Yeah, just get on him. Yeah, so I guess yeah. Well, I mean, Portland straddles the the border too, so. Theoretically, it could be could in be Washington, either, yeah. or because there's a town that like, like Portland. the The border goes through part of Portland, and then the other side is not called Portland; it's called something else, hmm. something else, Washington. And I don't remember what the fuck that is, but uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of wanted to, I totally forgot to do it, is to look up and see if the town that it's in is a real place. Well, they shot it in, in Canada, I know that. They shot mm. it in British Columbia, which is just above Washington. Um, and so that little town is probably, I'm sure, I mean, it, it might, exists, it's just not Well, it exists, Portland. it's just, yeah, it's not in <laughs> Oregon. Whether or not it still exists in its Rambo form, I don't know. It's probably changed yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I would imagine so. Unfortunately, I like I like but, old towns like. But I I noticed a number of signs, 
being labeled Hope as the like. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like when he first walks into town, it's like Welcome to Hope. Yeah, like, that's, that's supposed the to be the, the name of the town. Yeah. And so there were a couple other signs in the background that I noticed that said like Hope Auto Parts or something. I don't know. It was like, okay. So it, it seemed like oh maybe this is maybe actually that's... like a real place. Yeah, well, it's it possible. Somewhere they could have put up those signs, but uh... right. It just seemed like oh would they have really gone and to that degree of putting something subtle in the background that you possibly might not even notice, you know? i mean there's po so. i mean because there is an element of rambo is looking for a place to to fit in he right. goes into a town named hope so he's like hopeful that this is the place you know? right right so it could have been just coincidence but it's possible that they added signs and stuff I always wonder about the stuff like that with the signs. Um, I didn't notice in this movie specifically, but whenever they show like a business sign, I wonder like, is that the actual business or did they make that sign? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's probably changed a little bit there. Did you ever watch Northern exposure the TV show? I don't think so. I think I saw a little like tiny bits of it or something. That's a dope fucking show. I never watched it when it was on, but Laura got me into it, and mm. it's a it's it's a fucking amazing show. Anyway, it's filmed in a little small town, um, similar to a not similar to the Rambo town, but but uh, a little more older. Like, um, and that's supposed to be Alaska, but I think that's in Washington. The mm. actual town is is in Washington, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and apparently that town is still there. Like you could still visit it and it's still relatively the same hmm. with the old buildings and, you know, like old brick buildings from 1900. And oh. there's towns like that. Yeah. Like, have you been <clears throat> to Albany up here? No, no, I haven't. That's about, I don't know, 40 minutes north. And there's a whole like street that's just old school Albany where all the buildings are like 1910 and. They're like redone, you know, repainted and stuff like that. But yeah. you get like interesting alcoves and like shorter, like smaller doors and stuff. Like things were just different back then, you know. Hmm. It's cool if you if you go to ever go up there. It's a cool place to check out. Um, but yeah, Rambo came home. Couldn't find a home though. Yeah. What else is there to say about this? I don't know. And I'll swing it back around to the beginning where you're saying that Stallone is underrated as an actor. And yeah. I th thought he was great here. Like, he really has this kind of haunted look to him through, through the whole... He does. The whole thing. Like you. Yeah. I always see with this movie people talking about the end where he's he's doing the monologue. But for me, the acting throughout the rest of the movie where he's not really talking is, like, more impressive to me. Right, because it's like, I mean, even there as he's just wandering around the town, he just looks just completely, right. like, this guy's seen some shit. Yeah, he looks like, fucking drained and just tired yeah. and shit. And it's, it's, yeah, that to me is more... 
like I don't know. It's more. I don't know. Want to say more impressive because like impressive is always you know up to right. the person. But like to me personally, I am more intrigued by that style of acting than the more traditional like I'm gonna say some lines with emotion sort of stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with Stallone at the end there, but yeah, I mean that's a great scene too. It's yeah, just, I'd, and I think that's why it it holds together so well is that through the whole movie. He is like, like it doesn't, it comes out of nowhere in a sense and that it's just a damn bursting of all this pent up right. emotion. But you see through the entire movie that it's this pent up emotion that's in there. You yeah. know it's there. Right. And you could see it in his eyes like the whole movie. Right. Yeah. I mean, even with, even if it didn't have like little flashback scenes to him being in the prison or, you know, right. The, torturing him with the knife and yeah yeah there's these little flashback scenes like that but i think even without that just his face alone yeah i agree i agree like you know some shit's gone on yeah i like the flashbacks but i agree that it could totally be without them and it would be it would work fine Mm -hmm. you would know like oh something something's there and like oh something about this fucking (laughs) this knife is freaking him out you know yeah yeah it's just i don't know i love this fucking movie yeah it's a it's good i i didn't expect it to be uh yeah about the war about right like to have a real social commentary aspect to it or anything yeah that's why i didn't say anything i just wanted it to be you know to hit like uh you know you see a movie you never seen the trailer whatever you just it hits you yeah that's my goal for myself in watching movies. So I, I, I thought no, I would try, try to expectations pass that along, are you know? the the biggest ruiner of a, a movie experience. They, re- they really are, yeah. Because yeah, they really are. There was some movie. Oh, what the fuck was it? It was no, it was the game. Because when watching Rambo, I kept thinking about Rambo the video game. The um, the most recent one it's a rail shooter mm. and it came out a few years ago and everybody took a shit on it saying that it was like the worst game ever and it's one of the worst games of the year it's a piece of shit game oh this rail shooter who gives a fuck and uh for me personally it's like one of my favorite games ever of all fucking time <laughs> i love it so much and because it it lovingly and perfectly recreates scenes from the movies like you're basically playing rambo one two and three Hmm. and then they eventually added another section that's rambo in vietnam with the baker team the guys that they mention in this movie and but like the things in the first movie that they that they recreated like the whole part where they're he's fighting with the cops in the the basement and then he like runs up and out of the Mm. of the like all of that is perfectly recreated and it's all um done with quick time events like shenmue Hmm. which is another reason why i enjoy it but in there's there's shooting elements and then there's the quick time parts and a big problem that people had i guess was that if you failed one of the quick times you had to start over. Mm. And as a gameplay 
thing. Yeah, sure, okay, I get it. You don't want to, like, replay that thing. But in a real sense, like, if you were Rambo and you fucked up at any part here, you could have just got caught and put back into jail. Right. You got to do it. You're Rambo. Like, you're playing fucking Rambo. <laughs> like, the whole part of that game, the whole whole thing about that game is, like, you really have to make yourself into Rambo. Like, you have to fucking get in this mindset. <laughs> And if you do that and you really try to like act and like like get into that, the game is one of the most brilliant yeah, fucking I, I games I've ever played. It's just in terms fucking of awesome. the concept of I love video it. game movie and, and so, movie video game. Yeah. Stuff. I don't yeah, in I, general usually, people don't I like should. it. Right. I'll sing the praises but of that I can I can I see I love it. Like, cause you've got to do weird things in the game. It's like how are you gonna replicate the movie? Right. The players controlling Batman, whoever the fuck. They're not going to do what the guy in the movie's doing. Right. They're going to react differently to the situation. So I can see a rail shooter working in that regard, and that it forces the movie plot that yes has happened, will happen, is happening. Like right, you, you don't deviate from that. On you don't deviate from a rail shooter. Right. A rail shooter does what it does, and and, and that's what that game is trying to do is to yeah, allow so. you to play those movies and yeah. be Rambo. So I can kind of see that working as a way to give that movie experience in a video game form without having weird, strange yeah. fuck-ups about things not matching up right, right the way they should. Because they specifically, like, like specifically with the first one, they don't, they don't want you to just be running around the town, like, killing people or having that option. Like, That's not what Rambo's that's doing. That's not Rambo. Yeah. But they do have a part where you stand in front of the police station and you have that giant machine gun that he has at the end of the movie. And you, it literally tells you like, do as much damage as possible. (laughs) And you just shoot the shit out of that fucking police station. And it's, it's awesome, (laughs) but it's also based on score. It's like an old school game where it's all about score. So Mm. like, um, that's another thing that people don't like about it because it's they oh it's too short you can go through the whole game in three hours or whatever but well, it's like it's not about the movie's that. an hour and a half what do I want to say right <laughs> yeah, well like... I mean it's it's not about like oh playing it to completion like completion is is nothing in this game it's all about like replaying it just like watching the movie a bunch and it, mm. it's like a totally fundamentally a different style of game than everybody who I saw reviewing it was. Like, they thought it was supposed to be this type of game, and that's all... Like, the whole review is about how it's not that type of game. Whereas, like, if they actually understood it from the way... And that's why I wrote a review about it. Like, I was so passionate about this fucking game that uh, there's a review of this on the the Silver Emulsion. Because yeah. I just... I love it so much. I don't know. It's a fucking great game. There's a part in Rambo 3 where he shoots a helicopter with an exploding arrow. And in the game, it says some shit, like it has text on this, on the screen that says like, shoot the helicopter with the exploding arrow. You have one shot. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, oh fuck. (laughs) It's so exciting because it's like, just like the movie, you yeah, have one fuck. If you have you, one shit. You fuck it if up. If you you're fuck fucked. it up, that's it. That's your ass. That's Rambo. That's the fucking line that Rambo is living on. You know. Yeah. You gotta. He's, 
you want to you want to play Rambo? You got to you got to get in his head. Anyway, I love that fucking game. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, there was there was one scene that it was when he's facing off with the police in the the forest area yeah. and he's He's, you know, he's like ambushing them and shit. Yeah, where he has the traps and stuff. There was a scene where the the one cop is like walking around a tree, like looking around and like, I think like, and it's just this one shot. It's not cut or anything. Yeah. And like for about, then there was like a second there where I suddenly noticed Rambo's hiding in the bushes like, and I was just like, oh shit, he's right there. And then he like jumps out and grabs it. It was just like this. Perfect moment, like oh shit, he's he was there that whole time. Like I, I almost wanted to like rewind and just like say, oh, is he there the whole time? Like so the, for the whole rest of that yeah. scene, I was just like, oh, where is he now? Like is he on screen somewhere? And I'm like just trying to find him hidden in the bushes or yeah. something. He's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. So just that scene was just really, yeah. In, like just timing wise when i noticed That's him it was because he hadn't moved yet it was just like oh he's hiding right you there and, him, yeah. and then like half a second later he jumps out and it was like <laughs> oh damn it's awesome yeah that's one of my favorite scenes that ambushing the cops with his traps and stuff. oh yeah oh my god and that one poor guy who just gets the wooden spikes oh, just right fuck. in his legs and he's just like oh shit so, like he can't even fall over right <laughs> just like that's fucked up <laughs> just sitting there screaming for help it's like, uh. <laughs> that was another thing that that uh salone brought to the movie was uh in the original novel and in the previous drafts of the script arnold like killed everybody oh. <laughs> and stallone's idea was like no he should he shouldn't kill anybody the whole time like he's not he's not trying to kill people he's just trying to take them out like right like i'm gonna get this guy in his leg so he can't fucking chase me and stuff like that so that he doesn't build up over the whole course of the movie like the the audience is gonna watch this guy just murder people <laughs> and then like are they gonna be on his side still <laughs> right you know that it has to always be like a defensive thing yeah and so that was like totally stallone's thing and like like that's a big part of why i think this movie works so well because right you like, can they are americans they are cops like you can't just <laughs> right he's not just them. gonna run around killing people right I mean, he's, he goes a little crazy, but he's not a lunatic, you know. He's not like he knows where he is and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, but uh, yeah, they 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 get around that a little bit in the <laughs> in the sequels, but but uh, I guess we'll get there. Yeah, well, we'll see them in time. I'm sure. Yeah. You seem interested. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a good old '80s action. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, even the third one is '80s. I think that's one. I think that one's '89, mm. if I remember right. And uh, yeah, the the newest one is like 2008 or 2009 or something like that. Yeah. But uh, that's probably like. I always say Fury Road is like the best action movie since whenever the fuck I don't remember. It's probably the best action movie since <laughs> Rambo, the the Rambo Four, hmm. because uh, 
Rambo 4 is like the best modern action movie since whatever the fuck some John Woo movie like Face Off or something like that when he was in America. I don't know. Just off the top of my head. Like yeah. those are the the ones that stand out. Yeah. There's probably other ones, but just like straight up old school action movies. I don't know. I don't think anything touches those. Yeah. We gotta watch Face Off. That's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Is that uh, Nicholas Cage? Yeah, Nick yeah, Cage and like John Travolta. His face. With yeah. Travolta. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a combination of many things that I like. It's a action movie. It's the guns. It's John Woo. It's sci-fi. Okay. It's just like brings oh, it all I didn't together. Know John Woo was in on that. Yeah, he directed it, hmm. and it's very John Woo. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I guess we'll have to check it out. Yeah, I mean, it's very much his sensibility, too, with the idea of, like, the cop and the the killer, sort of, they're, they're two sides of the same coin, and, you know, they're, like, mm-hmm. similar in this particular the movie. They switch their faces, <laughs> and so they're, like, playing yeah, that, each other. That, that is a very John Woo thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think he, like, initiated the, the project. I think it's something that he he came to or something but uh it's definitely right up his alley (laughs) yeah yeah. and that's something that whenever i hear about it it's always just caught up in the cultural perception of cage and his yeah insanity and and whether he's a good actor or a shitty actor and it it just kind of all becomes about him as an actor rather than yeah whether well, the movie was good as a movie. As a whole movie, that's a fucking, like, one of the best action movies of the 90s, hands down. Um, Nicolas Cage is dope. Like, he's a good actor because, I mean, he's crazy and he's like, goes off the rails, but... He's kind of supposed to. Like, he doesn't always do that, like, in every movie. I mean, I guess maybe... I don't watch a lot of new movies, so maybe in the more modern stuff, he's crazy all the time and... I don't, know. I don't know. That's kind of become the th- like any time I ever hear about Nicolas Cage, it's people talking about him, yeah, being crazy. Or yeah, though that seems to be the the common thought about Nick the, Cage now. The remake of Wicker Man or something. He was. That, he was. The bees scene is like. I mean, it's it's just any time I hear yeah. any reference to to anything Nicolas Cage, it is yeah, just about that. It just it, it's <laughs> like for some reason culture has just pinned a deleted scene on right, him as, right. like, the idea. <laughs> like, the, like, and I get that, and I've seen that scene, and it is, like, ridiculously crazy and over the top. Right. And maybe not the, the greatest acting choice <laughs> Nick Cage ever made, but uh, it is a deleted scene, so, you know, it's, right. <laughs> it's not in the movie. But um, he's a great fucking actor. Like, yeah. There, I mean, his old shit, the, the, like, Raising Arizona. Have you ever seen Raising Arizona? No. Holy shit. That's a fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like Coen Brothers. It's like their second, second or third movie. So they're real fresh. And it's like Nick Cage, Holly Hunter, John Goodman. That's fucking hilarious. And Nick Cage is fucking great in that. I don't know. He's he's really good. I can't think of other movies that he's in right now, but 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It's either just he's good. I don't fuck people. Like, yeah, and they're just people always going on about him and yeah, the Wicker Man or the Ghost Rider movies, which yeah, I guess he is in those. I never saw those. Yeah, I haven't either, and probably for good reason. But yeah, from what I, I mean, understand. I could kind of see him doing that. I guess he seems like he would be kind of old, just from my under my like what I remember of Ghost Rider as a kid. But I don't know. It also kind of makes total sense. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, I'm just yeah, just wasn't a m- movies I was interested in in any way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all just a uh, it's all just a jumble of uh, Nicolas Cage stuff. It's just right. Yeah. Well, like I would rat. Like maybe he goes crazy. Maybe he goes over the top too much sometimes maybe mm-hmm. just throw it out maybe he does i'm not gonna say he does but maybe he does i would rather have nick cage with his range that maybe goes outside of the normal range here and there compared to somebody like tom cruise that's pretty much within the same range <laughs> all the time and he has good movies like magnolia and stuff where he he branches out and he's not just the same Tom Cruise you always see, but like people love Tom Cruise. <laughs> they think he's great. They still watch his movies now. And mm-hmm. it's just it, I feel like Nick Cage is a more challenging actor like to like. <laughs> you know, you got to like uh I don't know, you you have to uh be open to more things. Yeah, and like bad movies, you know, like not everybody's gonna like <laughs> shitty movies. They're gonna, you know, you have to be open to it. Right. But there's a whole world of greatness if if you're open to it. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> it's like uh, when when I saw the Arnold when I was watching the Arnold movies to review them, I watched them all with an open mind, even the ones that I didn't like initially or or that i thought were bad like junior (laughs) Mm -hmm. i i saw that when you know whenever the fuck it came out and i didn't like it and i was very angry at arnold for not being in these masculine movies but i swear to god i watched that movie with an open mind and i was like fucking crying at the end (laughs) it's a good fucking movie i don't give a fuck it's hilarious it's touching it's a it's a quality movie. Same thing for Kindergarten Cop and yeah, that's one I would like to watch twins. again. Twins. Oh man, I haven't seen Kindergarten Cop since I was a kid. It's a solid movie. Yeah. That was one that I didn't particularly like as a kid. I thought it was okay. It wasn't like something that I liked to watch over and over. Mm-hmm. And then watching it as an adult was just like, wow, this is like. This is a good fucking movie. I see why I didn't like it as a kid because it's not Commando and all that other stuff. But like, right. man, and those are the movies where you really see Arnold's range. Where, like, if you like, Arnold has a persona, and so mm-hmm. I always go to like Terminator, where he completely turns off that persona and he becomes a fucking robot. Right. That takes acting. Like, that's hard (laughs) to just turn off all fucking personality. I mean, uh, 
Yeah, and people that's just impressive. feel like, oh, that's easy. He just doesn't have to do anything. It just, that's going to be, and they but, assume that's bad acting. But it's that, not, though, because that's yeah. the whole thing. Like, if you watch his other movies, like, he's not, It like, it takes a lot. Like, that's a, that's a very specific choice to, like, be right. a robot. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's impressive to me. And the same thing with the comedies where he's, like, he's playing off of his own personality and like he's being a different kind of character than the action yeah. movie guy it's like you know and doing comedy is like its own thing not everybody can do comedy yeah but the salone also can do comedy very well these people don't get enough credit i swear to god yeah yeah i remember enjoying kindergarten cop it wasn't uh i think for me that was one of the more uh Probably not the first Arnold movie I'd seen, but it was one of the early, like I no, didn't okay. have like this identity of oh, him okay, as weird. nothing but an action. Star. Yeah, like, yeah. I'd, okay. I'd, I'm sure I'd seen Terminator before then. Or, yeah, but that's that might be the only other Arnold movie I'd really seen. Oh wow! Before Kindergarten Cop, so okay. Yeah, I, I don't think I had quite that. Uh, yeah, it wasn't establishment entrenched. of. Yeah. He has to be <laughs> this big strong man beating up people or kind of yeah. something like that. But yeah, that movie's interesting because he he's kind of both. Yeah, he's, he has moments where and he I think is that's that. part of it too. Where it's like even like what I did know of him, like it fits with that. It, yeah. he's not not Arnold. You know, right. he's not like he's some. He's still the big dude who's. <laughs> more muscle than brain in some ways yeah, and yeah. gets forced into a, a situation that he's not uh, familiar with and has to deal with it so yeah i don't know and i think i only saw it like the once but it's who is your daddy and what does he do <laughs> <laughs> fucking love arnold how the fuck does somebody not like the accent that doesn't it just I'm yeah. going to be thinking about that for the rest of my life. I'm just going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I didn't know what to say to the guy. I was just <laughs> like, what? Just How do you, what? Like, what do you mean you don't like the, what? It's Arnold. How do you not like Arnold? I don't know. Yeah. I, don't I, know. I was just kind of baffled. I I seriously just had no response. I was just like, how do you, how do you respond to that? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, yeah. That's just weird. And it, these these youngsters who don't these millennials who don't uh, yeah no I think about that sometimes where like I realize that because when I think about being a kid I think about watching Rambo and and Commando and Total Recall and all these like Arnold yeah. movies and Stallone and Van Damme movies I I think about like that's being a kid <laughs> and then there was a a time when I realized like kids now like that that that's not kids now right i mean i feel like a lot of kids when i was kids were watching shit like that and karate kid and stuff like that but now i don't know what the fuck i mean they're just probably watching pixar and whatever the fuck there's probably some r-rated kids out there but yeah it's it's weird because yeah i mean there's it just seems so different <clears throat> yeah it seems like cutesy stuff that yeah. When I was a kid, I'd have looked at it and been, been like, eh, I want something cool. What's this? Right. Like, I didn't watch shit like that. I was watching RoboCop. 
because yeah. it's like how does it get any cooler than fucking RoboCop? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like done. I'm not watching whatever. I mean, the you fuck. remember like there were RoboCop toys all over the freaking right, place. Right. I mean, like I'm not gonna watch Rescuers Down Under. I got RoboCop. <laughs> right. Like it right. doesn't get any cooler than RoboCop. And now it's like in the Part- '90s and stuff. It was like Pokemon. And, and yeah, I look at I never Pokemon got into and that, it's just yeah. like. If I were a kid, and I had the option of Pokemon or the Terminator, like right. <laughs> I'm gonna go Terminator every time. Right, you know, all the way, yeah. Terminator and Predator and RoboCop and aliens, right, like fucking gonna... Predator. Holy shit! Like, what, what would I go to this freaking like cutesy ass little Pikachu thing for? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. Yeah, but that's like the foundation of. Uh, younger people i talk to now is pokemon that's like the universal well and it's still a thing yeah it gets it hangs on they still make those games and they have the the phone game where you walk around and right right. do whatever the fuck you do in that game i've (laughs) met people that still play that thing yeah like it's it's like wow okay like this there's got to be kids i mean there's got to be some r-rated kids out there i don't know yeah, they got to be somewhere. I, I well, because there's a generation of people who grew up on action '80s action movies. I would imagine that they have kids, and then they want to show those movies to their kids. Like, if I had a kid, that would be what I would do. Oh, I would okay. watch fucking Shaw Brothers and and <laughs> <laughs> fucking Van Damme movies and shit. Right, but. Uh, so I imagine there has to be those kids, but they're like the minority now. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. That's when I, I worry about like the, the future of, of movies and stuff as a as a medium because I don't feel like kids are even watching movies really at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe like, I mean, Pixar movies are super popular, so like, kids are into it but are kids into it in the same way where it's magical and it makes them want to make movies i don't know you yeah. know i don't know I, I just i'm curious to see where it goes in the next 20 30 years yeah well we'll find out yeah well yeah if we see live happens. long enough <laughs> yeah I, th- I think we can make it another 20 30 years i i think so whether or not the the world cooperates i don't yeah, know that that's uh <laughs> outside forces may uh decide otherwise right. but right i i feel like i could go on another 20 30 years <laughs> <laughs> feel like you got it in you yeah. I, I got another 20 30 years in me easy yeah Maybe I won't uh, think that after another 30 years. Maybe I'll be like, okay, it's enough. But I don't know. In 30 years, you're probably not going to be that old. Yeah. Probably have more years in you. I would hope so, but maybe I'd just be some depressed. Uh, yeah. Well. Maybe, maybe I'll be Rambo and just be like, I've seen too much <laughs> You've shit. You've seen too much shit. <laughs> it's time to end it. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, on that note, <laughs> play the fucking Rambo theme and and leave uh, on that on that note. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Well, adios. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>
right, well, uh, we got a feedback, and I just drop everything. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> we got a feedback. So, uh, I forgot about this last week, but uh, I remembered. All right. And here just we are. Week delay, that's all. Yeah. So, this is in regards to the podcast that we did on uh, brain damage. Mm. Remember this, this yeah, movie, Brain Damage? Yeah. I don't know that I remember the podcast, but I remember, remember the movie, so. <laughs> All right, so it's uh, from uh, our friend Nick. Hey. He sends in, uh, this is what he sends in. He says, guys, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Finishing your Brain Damage podcast currently, after watching Brain Damage, finally this morning. You're talking about how you're wondering about Frank Henenlotter's childhood and early life, and how he arrives at his surreal ideas. Well, I can't necessarily answer that question, but I can say that I was dragged to a live movie premiere of his, including a rad live Q&A <laughs> by a previous <coughs> horror acquaintance. The movie was called Bad Biology, and was shown at the Grand Illusion near UW in Seattle around 2010. So yeah, I hadn't heard of Frank at the time, but my buddy was geeking out. <laughs> and when we got there, there was a line, and then he points over to some dark staircase in the corner, and he's like, that's Frank! That's Frank! <laughs> and I was like, Dude, go talk to him. <laughs> Anyways, after he mustered the courage, it turns out Mr. Henenlotter was actually dozing in the corner, and we had to wake his ass up. <laughs> <laughs> well, he signed my friend's uh, movie, and then they were like, Nick, give him some paper. <laughs> so I had some scratch paper in my wallet, and he signed that for me. Uh, I might have lost that over the years. Grr. Anyways, not much horror-type movies get under my skin, but Bad Biology delivered the goods, though. Brain Damage this morning is the second full Henenlotter movie I have been able to make it through, and all I can say is, fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so go watch Bad <clears throat> Biology, dudes, because... These movies are fucking similar. <laughs> Peace, Nick. P.S. Tried to email through your contact page and was stuck on send for 10 minutes. What the fuck? Well, Nick, I have fixed the contact page. This was a couple weeks ago or a week ago or whenever, and I fixed it after I read it, and then I promptly forgot <laughs> that I did that. Uh. Um, but, yeah. When I was mentioning uh, Frank Henenlotter's movies, Bad Biology is the one that I was trying to think of that I couldn't remember the name of. Mm. It's his most recent movie. Okay. It's like 10 years ago or something. Well, definitely sounds fun. So, yeah. Yeah. Just uh, another in the line of funny, weird Henenlotter movies, sounds like. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I do have the... Uh, basket case movies coming so at some point at we'll some do, point we'll do yeah, those we'll i don't i don't know how available bad biology is but yeah we'll look into that yeah so uh definitely interested so yeah for sure for sure 
You ever been to any uh, live Q and A's like that? No, no. Oh. I I I went to some when I went to Weekend of Horrors, hmm. but uh, I don't think I went to any like screenings where they had people. I saw a, a screening of Neil Young's movie, and he was there, but he he just <laughs> he came out before the movie and was like, "Thanks," and then just <laughs> fucking <laughs> left. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I came all the way down here for that. <laughs> uh, uh, there was there was a Q and A with Hen and Lauder on that uh, DVD or Blu-ray, whatever it was. Oh um, yeah, yeah. So that would, it just strikes me that would be funny if that were the one that Nick. Went oh to. yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll have to look at that. See if it's uh, usually when they put those on on the DVDs, they put the where it was or whatever yeah date so. or something yeah. yeah we'll have to check that out maybe it was yeah who maybe, knows maybe you can see nick in the background there yeah because <laughs> dozing in the shadows yeah and and we'd never recognize him because we've not met face to face no but we've seen that movie and i oh, believe yeah, he's yeah, in yeah. that movie yeah that's true so, so. i feel like I could, pick, I could pick him out <laughs> <laughs> well uh so yeah thanks for the feedback uh, if anybody has any more feedback, feel free to send it in. You can use the contact page once again. <laughs> Thanks to Nick. I would have never noticed that because I don't really browse the site much myself. Right. Or send emails to myself through the contact page. So. Yeah, that, that one's pretty uncommon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Thanks, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. <laughs>